crochet bays. We're gonna crochet while we talk about crochet, while we talk about crochet. You can crochet too. Yeah. Well, welcome back to the Crochet Bays, everybody. I'm Jess. I'm Mix. And we are the, the Crochet, crochet Bays. Bays. And this is episode 34. Yeah. And before we started recording, I thought we were on episode like 32. And I was informed that we are on 34. So we've we've accomplished more than you even thought. Ah, man, I'm just that good. <laughs> <laughs> you've done even more than you thought you've done. You're just such, such an overachiever. Hard, I'm such a hard worker that I don't even know where I'm at because I Your do work so much. ethic is unparalleled. And I'm so humble. She's so humble, yeah. Also, I just since this is not a video podcast currently, I just want to inform everyone that Meg's kind of has this like skater punk <laughs> look going on right now with her black hoodie and like it's everything <laughs> skater punk okay i'm wearing a victoria's secrets pink sweatshirt it says the word pink on it but it's black it is black um <laughs> i was cold okay and it was what was next to me what honestly the the vibes that you're giving right now the reason why i thought skater punk is because i'm sure like i don't know what pants you're wearing right now are they just like Yoga I'm pants, wearing, sweatpants. No, I'm wearing like one of those rompers. Okay. Yeah. So from what it looks like, just being able to see your leg, they remind me of like the color. They remind me of the khaki pants we used to yeah. have to wear in private school for totally. like a uniform. Yeah. Um, and the guys in my school, in middle school, we had a couple of guys that were kind of like skater punks. And so they had to wear the, the khaki cargos for their uniform, but mm-hmm. then they would wear these black hoodies to be like, we're punk, you know? So that was the combination oh, that my brain was putting together. So you're telling me I look like a man! Um, or a little I mean, boy. you are wearing a pink hoodie, so you have that going for you at least. <laughs> <laughs> and you have the messy bun, so... I do you have know. the messy bun. The messy bun is almost always there. She was a skater boy. She said, see you later, boy. <laughs> I know that whole song by heart. I'm sure you do. That I definitely do. fits. Yeah, that I makes sense. That checks out. vibe. <laughs> I got these ugly glasses that you also cannot see, you guys. She sent me a picture of these glasses and said, I look so dumb, or whatever you said. <laughs> what did really- she say? You said something like that. I don't remember what I said, but I hate them so much. They're like square. And they were like the cheap glasses that my insurance would cover. And I needed something so I could see because turns out I'm a lot blinder than I initially thought I was. And <laughs> and let me tell you, what I thought I was before was very, very blind. And I was being dramatic when I said before that I was on the verge of being legally blind. I truly believe that wholeheartedly even more now. <laughs> it's so it's bad. It's not a joke, people. No, she straight up told me, like, or not told me, showed me the difference. Like, I had never had an eye doctor go, here's what your old prescription was, and this is what it looks like. Here's the new one. And I was like, holy crap, this is what the world looks like? It was like yeah. a whole new world. Literally, it was so bizarre. So yeah. being able to see is pretty dope. The really exciting thing for me was... <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> put that in the favorite moments. Being able to see is pretty dope. Like I don't know if you guys have. I don't know if you guys knew this, but vision is actually pretty sick. <laughs> That's a hot tip for all you crocheters. Being able to see, it's pretty tight. Pretty sick. And now we've just offended the whole blind community. Sorry, blind community. Actually, people who crochet blind, dude, what a vibe. Amazing. so amazing. Amazing. I'm like continually in awe. Yeah, because I can barely do it while I'm looking at it. Right? Sometimes. Anyway, yeah, I'm sorry. That's, so that's you got insane. a new prescription. It was life changing. It literally, like, I could not see road <laughs> signs. I can see road signs now. Wow. I used to determine what a road sign was based on the sh- the shape and the color. Stop it. No, I'm not enjoying it. She's no longer a danger to society. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't read road signs. Okay, it was a whole issue. This is why. Even if I was familiar with where I was driving, I always had my GPS on because I could not see street signs to be able to know, like, oh, this is my turn. Yeah. It was wild. But my new glasses, the good ones, the non-ugly ones, are supposed to be here tomorrow. So I will no longer look like Megan from PR telling you you can't post that on Instagram. (laughs) Tomorrow I will be back to Meg's and uh, life life will be great. Nice. So you got new glasses, updated prescription. What else is new with you? Um, we booked a trip to Florida. Yeah, you did. April. And I'm sneaking in the luggage. I literally, okay, but you know what's really funny about her saying that is I literally invited her to come. Like, without Davy's permission. No, I told Davy about it, okay? And he was like, he was like, if they cover their plane tickets, man, like, cool, go for it. They can come. He was totally down with it. When is it again? <laughs> <laughs> it was over my birthday. Yeah. So mm, you. That's tempting. Would, yeah. You would basically, if you guys, you can either tag along with us the whole time or you can get yourself a rental car and then we can go our separate ways at times if we want to like if you guys weren't down with going to hollywood studios you know what i'm saying yeah or i mean get up real early drop us off and illegally drive our rental vehicle <laughs> we'll just be your chauffeurs exactly it'd be great yeah um yeah so we booked that we're going to florida over my birthday weekend, which just so happens to be the weekend after Easter. And I was informed that it is crazy busy during that time. Oh, no. So that sucks. But it's fine. Oh, yeah. Because, like, spring break. Well, no, spring break, for should, some be, people? Spring break should be over by then. Like, it okay. should be the tail end of spring break. I would have thought that it wouldn't be busy. Like, because Easter seems to me... Like, I get going over Christmas, I get going over Halloween, I get going over New Year's. I don't get going on vacation over Easter. Like, that seems to be more of a, like, stay home and be with family holiday to me. But whatever excuse people have. Right. To go. I'm excited. We haven't planned out everything we're going to do. 
but we have the hotel, we have the rental, we have the flights, and that's all you need to get started, man. <laughs> why? Why did my intrusive thoughts go? We have the meats. <laughs> <laughs> we have the hotel. We have the flights. We have the meats. <laughs> the meats. <laughs> And it isn't even a late night one, man. <laughs> that would be funny no matter what time of day. Oh, yeah. That oh, was, man. That one was good. We have the meats. <laughs> it's almost as good as the walking tent. Oh, my gosh. That video will live in infamy. It, it literally um, will live rent free in my head for life. Yeah. So most important thing about this trip is that it's just you and Davey. Yeah, no kids. No it's kids. A first for you. We, it is. So we never went on a honeymoon. Um, my parents paid for us to do a cruise like two years after we got married, but they went with us, and Davey was sick the whole time. So Aww. I don't think that counts even remotely close to a honeymoon at that point. So this is kind of like making up for that. This is going to be like our honeymoon um, slash anniversary present because it's not it's not technically our our anniversary but uh we started dating on my birthday and then got married the following december so we will right right so we will have been together for 10 years at that point we just hadn't been married yet for 10 years but it'll count as our like 10 year anniversary trip slash and um honeymoon and I'm really excited. It's going to be fun. I'm excited for you. I get to see Kim. Yeah. I mean, what's an anniversary trip without hanging out with Kim? Right? <laughs> Kim, Kim's always at my anniversary trips. <laughs> and then Michael and I will come too. It's, it's just, it's going to be great. It's going to be solid. Oh, oh boy. This is starting to sound less and less like a honeymoon. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's what I mean. You don't want us there on your like makeup honeymoon trip. No, I'm I'm pretty stoked. It'll be really fun. Yeah. Um, at first I was like, oh, I'm not gonna bring crochet. Like we're gonna really unplug. And I'm like, we can do this in backpacks. It's only Thursday to Monday. Like we'll just do the personal item backpacks. We got this, and. By the time I booked it, I paid for a checked bag, so we had the large luggage. I was like, I'm absolutely crocheting, because there's mm-hmm. going to be, like, the hour and a half to two hour drive to the beach, and I'm like, what am I going to do in the car during that time? Got a crochet. What am I going to mm-hmm. do while I'm sitting on the beach? Got a crochet. What am I going to do if Davey wants to take a nap? I got a crochet. Like, we're yeah. crocheting. <laughs> Yeah, heck yeah. I feel like a part of the unplugging process is having a crochet project, at least for me. But also, how come I feel like every single trip I've ever known that you've taken since we've met, you're like, I'll just bring a backpack, and then you always end up buying more baggage. (laughs) Every time. (laughs) I think it's because growing up, you know, like there's so many of us, my parents couldn't afford for us all to have like the checked bags and bring everything so we were Mm -hmm. so limited on what we could bring um that now that I'm an adult and can you know choose I'm like oh 
I want to have the convenience of bringing everything that I want to bring. Right. Like, I don't want to have to pick between the pair of shoes on my feet and one pair of shoes in my bag. Like, if I want to bring six pairs of shoes, I'm going to bring six pairs of shoes. Now, I won't bring six pairs of shoes because I don't even think I own (laughs) six pairs of shoes, if I'm being honest. But um, I I just really want it to be fun. I don't want to have to, like re-wear the same pair of shorts three times in a week. You know what I'm saying? Like, even though I don't mind that, especially because our little place has a um, washer and dryer, but I want to be able to have, like, my daytime outfit and my nighttime outfit, you know, Mm -hmm. like, for every day. That whole, like, one of our plans is to go to City Walk in Universal Studios, which is kind of like a nightlife scene for adults. Um, I don't want to wear my airport clothes to City Walk. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's right. my birthday night. I want to have a good time. I want to look good. I want to walk around in stilettos and a little mini dress and <laughs> oh, with my backpack and my crochet. That's, that's that was a, a lie. Word. That that was an absolute <laughs> lie. I will never ever wear stilettos or a mini I dress. I was like I was like, I feel like the stilettos thing is um, no, not accurate. I, I can't because even I've wear... heard you talk about heels before. Yeah, no, nope, <laughs> heels don't exist in my world. I trip and fall. I, I just wanted to imagine that happening. I mean, how funny would that be? Just seeing like somebody in total that would like, be funny, like full glam, and then they're just sitting there crocheting, <laughs> like nightclub gear, but also crocheting. <laughs> yeah. I love uh, it. It's my birthday night. I want to wear stilettos. I want to go to the ER. <laughs> I don't. I really don't. <laughs> um, I'm very excited. Besides that, I have a craft show coming up in nine days. Mm-hmm. You know, typical stress of trying to plan, plan that. But I'm doing okay. Like, I'm at $3,300 worth of product. Um, Which is great. I, yeah. No, it's good. I wanted four. I can... I could get to four if I didn't focus on a ton of little items I could easily get to four Mm -hmm. um I don't know if I will I'm a little overwhelmed a little stressed out I just kind of want to chill out for like and pace it out so I'm I'm not um I'm not gonna like hold that over my head like I normally would at least I'm gonna try not to yeah it's, it's hard. It's hard it, when you have a number is. in your head to not right. push yourself, even though you know you're the one who came up with a number and yeah. like no one's going to beat you up if you don't get to it. Exactly. But like on the other end of it, like all the money that I make from these craft shows are what we're using towards that vacation. Like not to pay for right. it. So you I've do want to maximize it. it. But it's like the more money I make, the more money we have to do fun stuff. Right. So, like, it's it's covering our gas and our, our food and our, um, you know, whatever we want to do for fun. So, right. the more I can make, the more fun we can have, essentially. So, I'm like, oh, I really want to do well. Um, and then I have another market, like, a month later on December 2nd. But that's a really small one. Honestly, it I, I don't expect it to do well at all. I don't expect to really make any money at that one. Hmm. So, well, that, that's it. Would be cool if you were pleasantly surprised. It would be cool <laughs> if I was pleasantly surprised. It would be. Yeah. That's pretty much it. What's uh, what's up with you? Oh, you know, just 
Don't on a cruise even in four say days. it. Don't say it. <laughs> okay, you just talked about your cool fancy yeah, trip that you're so excited about. But that's about. not until like six months. Now we gotta. So to- I'm not allowed to be excited about my you're trip not. In three days. You you can be miserable. I'm only allowed to have joy in this world. <laughs> only I'm allowed to be happy. Suffer. Suffer. <laughs> um. Yeah, we are. Michael and I are going on a cruise. Uh, we fly to Florida in three days. What? Internal screaming. What is your flight crochet project? Your airport crochet project? I am starting on the Wild Oleander hooded scarf. That's right. Dope. Yes. We like it. So I will be like, that's that's the project in general that mm-hmm. I'm bringing for the whole week. But I will probably be starting it on the plane. Do you think it's going to take you a week to make that? Because you're fast. I do. Because I'm not I'm not going to be spending hours every day. It's just going to be a pick it up once in a while and, and work on sure. it when I feel like it. Um, I'm not going to be spending a ton of time crocheting. I do have a little backup project in case I either do surprise myself and, you know, either finish it, which I don't foresee, um, or if I get stuck at a certain part or I just want to do something different. Yeah. I did also bring, um, some yarn. It's actually, it's really pretty yarn. I made, um, cup cozies uh, or not cup cozy, sorry, mug cozies, the kind that loop mm -hmm. around the handles of a ceramic mug. Um, I made 14 of them for the marriage retreat that I, um, hosted for our church as part of the gift baskets for each couple and I had so it was stupid I had to make seven of each I got two different colors one for the guys one for the girls for the mug cozies and I needed to make seven of each because we had seven couples um, besides us and I bought one skein of each of this yarn it's the I'm trying to remember now knit and crochet essential cotton I think is that's like the brand and the style and then the colors were Cliffside, I think, was one of them. And I'll have to look up the other one. But really, really pretty variegated cotton yarn. And I bought one skein of each. I was like, I think I can get seven cozies out of this. I'm not really sure. I literally had enough to make six of each color. <laughs> and I had to go back and buy another skein just for the last one of each Bummer. cozy. So I have happens. almost a full skein of both of these colors Mm -hmm. and I was like I don't want to go out and buy more I just want to use them up so I was trying to think of a project I could do that would use up the rest of the yarn without having to go out and buy more and I'd had this stitch saved for a while that I was like this is just so cute and I want to try it it's the cat stitch have you seen this is it is that the one that looks like a bunch of cats like stacked on each other yeah it's cute right so I was like that would make a cute like dishcloth or washcloth and I have the two different colors already of variegated yarns so I could do the different because obviously you have to have the contrast to mm-hmm. have the shape stand out. So um, I did get started on it with the stitch. It is super cute. So that's kind of my like backup project is I can make my little cat cloths <laughs> if I feel like working on something cat else. Cat cloths. I know, right? So I, um, I'm, not, I'm not going overboard. Like It's funny mm-hmm. because the past couple of trips that I've done where it's like, I'm packing a bag and I'm getting on a plane have all been to go see you 
<laughs> where I'm staying for a week and I know we're going to be crocheting like yeah, hours like, a day. Right. So I feel the pressure to like pack all the yarn and all the patterns and all the hooks, you know, because it's like, well, who knows what all I'm going to crochet while I'm there. But for this trip, I'm just bringing like two projects. I'm not bringing a whole bunch of different crazy. I'm literally bringing like two crochet hooks, one for each project um, and just the different types of yarn. And and that's it. So a little more minimal on the packing with the crochet. But um, my crochet bag is going to be my personal item for the flight. So I have a checked bag. I have a carry on and then a Mm -hmm. personal item. so that's going to be one of one of my bags will be my crochet bag. But I'll end up putting other stuff in there that's not crochet related because, like I said, I'm, I'm not packing a ton of crochet stuff. So um, that's literally yeah, how so I'm the cruise, doing it. Yeah. So my crochet bag is my personal item. Right. Right. They're a good size for that. Too, they really so are. It works out. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So we are going on board the Carnival Magic in four days. Um, four days from now, we'll be like, you know, hanging out in the evening. We'll have already had dinner. Oh, dude, I'm so, I'm so excited. I'm so um, excited. Um, 2019 was the last time that Michael and I were able to get away just the two of us, um, for any kind of like relax, get away, whatever. Um, and we've been waiting. We've been waiting for all the like COVID junk to be over with because, we were supposed to go on a cruise, obviously, 2020. That did not happen, and this mm-hmm. is the first time we're able to finally <laughs> make it happen since then, so I'm so excited. How do we feel about about just, you know, skipping the whole coming to visit each other and just straight up going on a cruise? <laughs> Listen, I am 1,000% for that idea. Michael okay? doesn't have to even take off work because he doesn't have to come. <laughs> <laughs> Davy, Davy doesn't want to come. Like I was telling him about yes. that that like Ciliac cruise, you know. Um, yeah. And he was like, "Why don't you should just do something like that with your mom?" And I was like, "Boom! Say no more, fam. You just gave me permission to go on a cruise without you." <laughs> yeah. I um I talked to Michael about that. I was like, "What would you? How would you feel about a, a yeah. girls' trip cruise where like you didn't come?" And he yeah. was like acting salty about it at first. And he was like, "No, I mean, really, like if you really wanted to do that, I'll figure out." you know, what I can do for myself and, and you go do that. And I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> because that's the thing. It's not like we're all trying to be like, oh, you can't go do anything. It's just let me have this moment. And then when the opportunity arises for you, you can have yours. Yeah. You go do you, whatever your equivalent is of a girl's cruise. Yeah. I'm down. Let's guys, do it. Whatever. Dude, and then, and then we'll don't just... tempt me, man. Cause I... like, Let's do it. Would, wait, wouldn't it be crazy? Wouldn't it be crazy if we went on a cruise together? Just like us? Can you can you imagine how much freaking fun we would have? We would have so fun because here's the thing. We could just chill. We could we could share a room because like who cares? Yeah, absolutely. Split, split the cost of the room. And you gotta pay by people anyways. Literally, I will get the interior upper lower where it's like bunk beds and it's cheaper. I will sleep on the top bunk. Like, I got you, fam. Yeah, my short bunk I don't even can't care. get up there. <laughs> That's fine. If you want to do cheaper, don't. Yeah. Let's let's do it. I will clamber up to that top bunk like a happy little monkey, okay? <laughs> <laughs> we can literally sit on little beach chairs and crochet the day away. Can you imagine the content? 
that we could create. The Us crocheting on our top and bottom homie, bunks. If we crocheting did this, at the pool, crocheting it, at the beach. We could okay, but think about this. If we did this, we paid for the internet. We recorded an episode, entire thing, a write-off. We can write off. It's a travel expense. It's an entire, the cruise, the flights, everything's because a write-off. Because we're making content. Because, and we're- because we record an episode of the podcast. Everything's a write-off. Bro. 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 This My is- My brother um... in Christ. <laughs> <laughs> All okay, right, so I'll let's, start booking it. Um, let's start talking about this off the podcast so everyone doesn't have to listen to us plan a vacation. But I will say this. I would not be against giving people hints, like, you know, X amount of months in advance if they wanted to to hop on this little crochet cruise train we got going on here. Right? Like, if you just oh so happen to want to book that same cruise as us. Yeah. You might be able to come hang out with us on a cruise. How cool would that be? Just think about it, okay? That would be wild. The This cruise that we're going on, so I'm part of the, like, Facebook group for this cruise. Yes. And um, somebody had made a post that was, like, who, um, does anybody, I don't remember if they say knit or crochet or if they asked both. Like, does anybody knit or crochet uh-huh. that, like, wants to hang out? And I was, <gasps> like, oh, I'm totally down for crocheting <gasps> and hanging out. So, like, if we did book a cruise... We could find the Facebook group for it and be like, hey, whoever wants to crochet, like we have a podcast. We'd love to crochet with you and possibly like, you know, ask you a couple questions and we could do like a live episode interview thing while we're on the ship. Oh, my gosh. I really want to do this. Let's let's talk more about it. I really. Yeah. Let's talk more about it. (laughs) So that excitement you're feeling right now is the excitement that I'm feeling about the fact that I am going on a cruise in four days. Dude, um, I love cruises. I'm so jelly. I'm so jelly. Uh, Davey just isn't into them, and I don't understand why, because he very much so is the type that likes to just chill and do nothing. Like, if mm-hmm. he could just sleep and lay around, like, he would do that. And I'm like, what perfect place to do that than a cruise boat? I do not mm-hmm. understand. Do you think if he was if he was able to go on a cruise with like like if the four of us went on a cruise that would be a to- don't you think that would be a totally different vibe See, than the cruises he's been 100%, on with your family? 100%. Like I get that going on a cruise with kids is really hard and it's not as enjoyable. But like totally he different vibe. He's not even like like he's like no because I was like well what do you, how would you feel about going on a cruise with Jess and Michael and like he would he's a hundred percent down with going on vacation with you guys he's like let's do it. Like, it'd be so fun. But he hears Cruz and he's like, not, not today, Satan. That's so weird. He just doesn't like him. And I'm like, you're, yeah, I, you're a crazy person. Something's wrong with you. Yeah. I don't, oh, I don't man. understand him. Love him to death. Don't understand him. Either way, I'm really giddy about going on vacation. Because I just love Florida in general, so. Yeah. Let's do oh, it. Oh, man. All the exciting things. Okay, um. Are you are you drinking anything? I um, am. I have a cup of oh. coffee. Um, nice. And yeah, it's it's a good. I cup. have not coffee. I have a crispy Dr Pepper. Crispy. It's such a weird description. I love a crispy Dr Pepper. It's like extra carbonated. You know. Mm. It I makes do me, not. Um, makes me happy. I haven't had a. Dr. Pepper since 1776. 
So <laughs> I just totally peeked and laughed in the microphone because I was not expecting that at all. Um, that's really amazing that you haven't had one since 1776 considered on the bottle. It says they were established in 1885, right? which honestly, that's wild. Dr. Pepper's been around since 1885. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. Did George Washington invent Dr. Pepper? (laughs) Don't come for me history buffs. I definitely know that he was not alive during that time period. I don't know. Anyway, I don't know when he was alive. 1776 well i know that but i don't know how how much longer he survived yeah i mean i couldn't give you the specific years but i'm pretty sure he wasn't still around in 1885 you don't know man maybe he's a wizard um he did have that's another topic for another podcast uh so yeah i i'm drinking dr pepper because not just because i like dr pepper and i Mm -hmm. very much do um we are in that weird like we're about to leave for a week phase so we're trying to only buy what we need grocery wise totally and i thought i had i thought i had like worked it out to where i'd have the right amount of half and half to have coffee up until we leave but not have like this big carton left over Mm -hmm. um i was wrong i ran out but now we're leaving in like three days so i've just been going out and getting a coffee for the day so i don't have half and half in my house that's to what make you coffee, and I wasn't in the mood for, for black coffee, so we have a crispy Dr. Pepper instead. It will be acceptable this time. Yes. I think my favorite thing about carbonated drinks is that Logan calls them spicy, like, because I drink yes. sparkling water. <laughs> she calls it spicy water. Mommy, I, yeah. want, I want a sip of your spicy water. All right, homie. I love that. Spicy I love water. that. It's my favorite. Why is it spicy? <laughs> it's never not funny. It's never not funny. Introducing the Craft Market Maestro, your pop-up vendor assistant. Tired of the chaos and hassle of setting up your Craft Market booth? Say hello to the Craft Market Maestro, your ultimate partner for a stress-free and standout display. Imagine a world where your booth is effortlessly assembled in minutes, leaving you more time to engage with customers. With the Craft Market Maestro, it's not just a dream, it's your reality. Crafted with convenience in mind, the Craft Market Maestro is a breeze to set up. Say goodbye to frustrating tent poles and tangled display racks. This ingenious tool transforms your vendor space into an eye-catching masterpiece, ready to impress and sell. Designed for vendors of all levels, from Market Marvel to Artisan Ace, the Craft Market Maestro ensures your booth looks its best, even if you're a first-timer. Eliminate the chaos and embrace a stress-free market experience. Reclaim your time, boost your sales, and create a professional booth that captures attention. The Craft Market Maestro is your ticket to a successful market experience. Elevate your craft booth. Get the Craft Market Maestro today. Note, the Craft Market Maestro is a fictional product for entertainment, not real. This ad is intended for creative storytelling and isn't representative of any actual product or company. All right, everybody, this is one of our favorite types of episodes to talk about. And Mm -hmm. from the feedback we've gotten from you guys, this is also one of your favorite types of episodes to listen to. So we are excited to bring you another market recap episode. So we're going to just kind of bounce around a little bit and and talk about different markets and, and hopefully 
you will walk away from this episode having learned some new things that will help you as you're getting ready for whatever your next market is. Or if you're going to get into markets and you just want to learn as much as you can, um, this will be hopefully helpful for you. To be fair, my last market was in August. Yeah. So it's been yeah, a hot so minute, okay? But it's fine. Yeah. We're And mine be... was in <clears throat> mid-September. It'll be fine. Yeah. It's going to be good. So, um so you kind of already said when this yeah. your market was mm-hmm. and where was it? Um mine was in I Sandy, Minnesota, which is like an area where I grew up. It's a small town. Um, and it was with my dad's car club. It was like their big event of the year. So, Mm -hmm. um, it was cool. Lots of cars, decent amount of vendors. How much did you pay as a vendor to be there? $10. That's it. Hey, we love that. my, My dad is really like, like they're really cool about it. They want it to be really affordable for, Mm -hmm. um, their vendors. So they keep it low. Because they they don't make they're not trying to make money off the vendors they they right. do make a little money but they're not like it's a car club it, they're not doing it for profit any money that they make just goes back into the car club it's to pay for you know like like when they so for that event they block off a portion of the city streets and I mm-hmm. I don't know this for a fact but I imagine they have to pay the city something to be able to do that so it goes into things like that essentially. And right. to like cover, they have like a, they, they have a, um, a trailer and a shed full of their like car club supplies and things. So like to cover those expenses to, right to do those things. So they're not like for profit. It's just a club for fun for a bunch of guys who have classic cars and they do this vendor event to, you know, help out some local businesses, get some traffic and sales and to bring more people into their car club. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty chill. Very cool. Do you remember what the weather was like that day? Um, it was warm. It was sunny. It was nice. It was it was hot, but it was it was nice. Yeah. yeah. Good. Um, what kind of foot traffic did you have that day? Was there a lot of people or? Um, compared to the other car club event, it was busier, but still, I mean. For what we would consider like a good market or or good foot traffic, it would it would have been considered pretty low. Yeah, so like it was good for the car club day, but not necessarily compared to like craft show market. Correct. Traffic. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Um, if you whatever you recall, can you walk us through like what your tent, what your setup looked like? Yeah, that one's actually easy because I've just been doing the same thing. I'm going to switch it up for this next one. But I've been doing the same thing. So essentially I have my 10 by 10 square mm-hmm. um, tent. And then I have one um, or I have three six foot tables and I do two of them in an L shape. And I push them far enough back that I can just get behind them a little bit with a chair. Mm-hmm. And then I have the other six foot table pushed all the way up to the front so there's basically like this empty corner where I can put chairs and like I can sit and a friend can sit and then um I have these two like tiered wire baskets like they're on wheels but there's like four of them stacked on top of each other and I have Mm -hmm. those freestanding at the edge of the tent up front as kind of a like pull people in type of thing 
Right. Um, and then I do just my wire cubes, strategically stacked, and I kind of do my whole display like that. That's kind of been my go-to. Like I said, my next one in November, I'm going to try and switch it up and see if I can come up with something a little bit um, different this time to try something out. Yeah. Nice. Um, so just a general overall results. Was it good, bad, in between? Um, for like a general market, like I said, like what we would typically consider, I did horrible. But for a $10 vendor fee and the amount of foot traffic that it had, I'm perfectly fine with the amount I made. Yeah. I Well, that's good. Totally profited. Um, it wasn't, and I got to hang out with my dad and my family cause they all, my niece came out, my kids came out, uh, my sisters came out, my mom was there. So it's like, it's not like there wasn't other like perks to it. Obviously I'm there to make money. So it's a bummer that it was such a low profit, but when you consider all the factors of the day, um, it was, I probably did better than most vendors. Yeah. And I think that's an important little tidbit there is as much as you can trying to manage your expectations and knowing what you want to get out of an event because sometimes you have to scale it in your mind like you can't just compare Mm -hmm. market a to market b right because everyone is so different so understanding like okay for the amount of people that were here for the amount of hours that the market was for, you know, however the weather was that day, um, you know, thinking in terms of like taking all those things into consideration or even like if you know ahead of time, mm-hmm. okay, this market is going to be a different style, a different type than this last one and not expecting to get the same result. Sometimes just like going into a market knowing this is going to be different <laughs> can help yeah. you not feel so discouraged if it if you don't make, you know, the same dollar amount as you did at, at a previous one that was maybe, you know, bigger. No, most definitely, because if you compare this market to the one I did before it, the one I did before it, I made triple of what I made at this market. But my booth fee was also triple of what this booth fee was. Or like the one coming up in November, for example. Like I paid $10 for this booth fee. I paid $200 for the booth fee that I'm doing um, in this next market. So like if I make what I made at this market at this next one, I'm going to be real upset because I did not profit <laughs> worth of anything. I, I wouldn't, I'd yeah. be in the hole because of the m- amount of money I invested into this one. Um, because I'm implementing newer things besides what I already was working on. So right. you're, you're right in the sense of like, there's, there's a lot of factors in in the whole thing, the foot traffic, the amount of hours it is, the location, the weather. I mean, there's so many, like the target audience of the market. You really have Mm -hmm. to consider all of that when you're doing these shows or even considering taking them on. Like I take on these car shows knowing that it's not going to be a big money um, maker for me and it's taking away from me doing other shows. Um, And that's okay because there's more to it for me than just simply making money at those shows. Like, I I do it because it's my dad's car club and I want to spend time with my dad. Right. Um, And, like, they're all really supportive of me. So, it's, it has a different meaning. But if you're, like, doing everything entirely for profit and there's no other factors in it, then, yeah, you do need to consider all of those things as a whole. But in general, don't be... Don't psych yourself out because you didn't make good money 
at one and you maybe made good money at the other one. Like you have to consider the circumstances at each market. What did they look like? What was the weather like? You know, what was the foot traffic like? What was the environment? Because sometimes the actual dollar amount may be low, but it still was a good profit considering what the situation and circumstances were. Right. Right. Um, so what type of, I mean, obviously we know you make amigurumi, Mm -hmm. um, but what types of stuff did you focus on for this event? Um, just my typical, I made some large items. I made some, or a lot of small items. Um, I don't, I'm sure I've mentioned it many times, but I follow an 80, 20 rule where 80% of my, my, um, stock is $25 or less. And the other 20% is above $25. So I kind of always try to stick to that. And yeah. um, it hasn't really steered me wrong. The only time in my experience it did not work in that in my favor was, was at a Christmas market I did in November um, last mm. year. It actually ended up being the opposite. I spent, or people bought more of my big items than my little items. So I would probably adjust it to like 60-40 for Christmas time, um, mm-hmm. simply just because during those like holiday seasons, especially if the craft show is marketed towards Christmas, people are there to spend money and shop. They're not there to just buy a cheap little quick item that's affordable for their kid. Like mm-hmm. they're they're there to shop. So it's right. I I mean I mean of course there's always exceptions to every rule. That's been my experience. It's what. I'm kind of going for from now on um, yeah. when I'm doing a holiday market. So like this one coming up in November is actually the same. It's the same weekend as I did one last year that was holiday themed, totally different state. So it could be different circumstances, but I am following more of a 60, 40 rule for this market because of that. Yeah. That'll be interesting to hear. If yeah. That mm-hmm. is more like on the money. Um, do you remember if you had a best seller that day? Uh, Definitely. Um, tofu the turtles and ducks. Like I do remember that very specifically because everyone kept asking. Tofu is taking the crochet world by storm right now, and I'm not even just it's saying crazy. that because it's my pattern. I have watched so many people send me messages, make comments on TikTok lives, um, in different Facebook groups that I don't run. I'm just in where they're going. I sold 40 tofus and sold out. Like, and I love that. So crazy. Because I've always said my goal as a designer is to make market makes that are successful for everyone else. So the fact that that's happening is amazing. It's so cool. I love to see it. And I hope it continues to be that way. Also, because we're talking about tofu, this was a cool milestone to hit. Um, I hit 2000 sales on tofu. Dang. So I sold 2,000 copies of the pattern, which is, like, mind-blowing to me. It's so cool. I'm yeah. really excited about it. So I hope wow. he continues to be a really good success for people. I um, did make a lot of them. I made a lot of tofus. I'm not going to say the actual number. And the reason why is because Katie and Hannah and Autumn and all of them have been trying to get out of me how many I've made, and I refuse to tell them. Because they don't know if I've made less than Hannah or more than Hannah. And Uh, I have given them little hints that has swayed them one way or the other. But I've never actually told them the number. And I refuse to tell them the number. And I will not tell them the number until after my market's over. So nobody knows how many tofus I have made. However, if someone can actually guess how many tofus I made, 
I'll give you a prize. I won't tell Ooh. you what it is, but I'll give you a prize if you can guess. Um, you can tell me when we're not recording because I don't have a dog in that fight. It's true. I can't tell you. <laughs> um, uh, is there an item? Okay. First of all, before I ask the next question, were the ducks, do you think, a bestseller because of the whole like Jeep car thing? 100%. Yeah. And you did that intentionally, right? You made it because of that. So my dad recently bought a Gladiator. Um, and if you guys are not familiar with what that is, if you're not a car person, a Gladiator is a truck version of a Jeep. And if you're not familiar with the Jeep duck thing, brief description, basically there's this whole fun game thing that Jeep owners do where they put rubber ducks on each other's Jeeps as a like, hey, cool, you have a Jeep. I like your Jeep. I also have a Jeep. It's it's like a in the club type of thing. Um, yeah. So my dad asked me to make ducks. He was like, can you make ducks? I want to buy ducks from you. Um, and I ended up making a bunch of ducks. Everyone, we had this whole fiasco over Duck, Duck, Goose and Duck, Duck, Gray Duck uh, in the process <laughs> yeah. of it. I also need to explain to you guys that in Minnesota, we do not say duck, duck, goose. We say duck, duck, gray duck. I also am going to say that that is the correct way to say it. Even though Minnesota is the only place that does say it, there is a reason. There is a background to it. It is the accurate way to say it. Insert eye roll here. You can eye roll all you want, but it is the correct way to say it. I'm telling you, Google it, look it up. You will understand why. The Yeah, sure, the sure. Anyway. Translation is duck, duck, gray duck. <laughs> So mm-hmm. everyone, I was like, I'm going to make a gray duck. Everyone's like, it's not going to sell. First one to sell. First one to sell was the gray duck. <laughs> um, I sold, yeah, I, they were one of my best sellers. I didn't sell all of them, but I sold almost all of them. I don't nice. remember how many I had, but I did sell all of them. And the gray duck, I do remember, was the first one to sell. Of course, yeah. Was there an item that you brought that you thought would sell well and didn't? Yeah. So I brought a ton of keychains thinking car show. People are going to want keychains. I didn't sell a single keychain at that show. And they're kind of like the, one of the hot ticket items this year. So Mm -hmm. I was really surprised. I think part of it had to do with the fact that my sister did the show with me and she also had like keychains with her. Um, and because hers were clay, they were heavier, and we were at kind of a slope. Um, and I couldn't, like, I couldn't make my tables, like, parallel with the ground because I had no, like, blocks or anything to put under them. So by the nature of the fact that she had clay that was heavier, keychains, it made my display spin where her clay ones were, visu- like, were the only thing you could see. And you couldn't really see my crochet keychains. And I think that played a role in why none of them sold. Because people just didn't mm. see them. Interesting. Um, but yeah, they just, I didn't sell a single one. Which was really interesting to me. A little frustrating, but it was okay. Yeah. I, that has not been the case at every market. It was just this one specifically. Yeah. Okay. Um, you kind of touched on a couple things throughout here. Um, is there anything that you want to do differently from this to the next. Um, I know you said you're going to try. Yeah. I'm going to change up my display a little bit. Um, because I feel like the one I'm doing right now is fine. I get a lot of compliments on it. Not necessarily from like people coming and buying stuff, but from other like crafters who are like, I love your display. It looks so clean and nice. But like to me, it, it, it's not visually appealing. And, and I can blame Kate for this one because Kate is like my friend, Kate, I don't know what it is, but that girl just knows 
how to set up a display. She, <laughs> like, she could literally, I swear to you, she could literally become like a like a small business consultant where she goes in and she gets paid to put displays together for people in their in their yeah. craft shows, in their little brick and mortar stores. What she could do it, and I could tell her I should tell her she should do it because she's so good at it. And every time I see one of her displays, I go, "Oh, mine looks like crap." And <laughs> <laughs> like. Do not compare yourself ever, but like she is so good at what she does that I was like, I need to step up my game. So we're trying some different things. I have a few ideas. The other reason why I'm changing stuff up too is because I'm actually, I, uh, I, I didn't even say this in what's new. I bought two new knitting machines. Oh yeah. So remember how I sent them to Goodwill and everyone was giving me a bunch of crap and blah, blah. Well, I just bought two more. Um, I have made $1,000 worth of product on them, so... Crazy. I've been really pumping them out. Um, Now that I, you know, I feel like the first one, I just really needed to mess with it, understand it, learn it, hate it, get rid of it, and start from scratch. (laughs) And now I'm like, it's not, you know, I'm not like a knitting machine, like, like that's not my main craft. Um, But... This time of year, I live in Minnesota, okay? And last year when I was selling those beanies and stuff, I sold, I never sold them locally. I could not sell them locally at all. But I ended up turning around and selling all of them to people in Minnesota. So I was shipping them to Minnesota. So I'm like, okay, this is my target audience here is beanies in Minnesota and stuff. So I'm making them here. I think they're going to do well. I'm not super concerned about them. I think they'll do really well. But I need to change up my display a lot because of those because I right, don't right. I currently it's a whole new thing yeah I currently don't have a setup that caters to any type of beanie because I made beanies and headbands um so we have to switch it up a little bit and figure it out I have some ideas in my brain I'm not entirely sure how I'm going to execute those yet but it might require a lot of zip ties <laughs> <laughs> zip ties are like a market vendor's best friend, I swear. They, they really are. Up. It's like the duct tape of the vendor world. No, for real. They are. Like, they fix everything. The other thing, ooh, that that uh, Kate recommended to me, because I was trying to figure out what I was going to do with my vinyl, like, logo sign. And she mm-hmm. was like, oh, you can get, like, this heavy-duty um, Velcro in the sewing section. So I'm going to attach mm-hmm. the Velcro to the back of the vinyl into my tablecloth and Velcro it to there. Cause obviously it doesn't mm-hmm. need like a ton of weight or anything. Um, so that is how I'm going to do that. Yeah. I mean, I have some ideas. We're going to play around with it. I might go live and do a mock setup if the weather is right. And I can like do Those it. Those are my, always fun. Yeah. Do it in my garage with the door open. We will see, but I'm going to, I'm going to play around with it. Maybe I can convince Kate to come over to my house and help me out. There you go. Yeah, I'm excited. And those beanies are going to just look so cute when they have their their tags and patches added on to them. I'm really excited about that. that. I hope. Certain someone made. So I pulled a, f- a friend privilege card with Jess, <laughs> even though she hasn't officially launched, relaunched her website for her tags. Because um, if you guys didn't know, she pulled everything to like kind of start from scratch website wise. Um, and mm-hmm. cause she had to buy a new laser 
And I was like, hey, homie, I know you're going on vacation and my market's in like two weeks, but you think you can pull me a solid and get me some tags? And she was like, I got you, fam. That's exactly yes. how it was all said. Don't even question it. That was Verbatim. all the terminology used, I promise. Yes. It's just like when Jesus so they are calls currently, me homie. Yes. They are currently en route to Meg's. And... I'm excited to see them. Me too. They're going to look so on cute. On the beanies. The only bummer part about it is that if they don't sell at the next two markets. So my last market of the year is December 2nd and then I'm taking a break. I'm done for the year. Um, and if I end up selling them online, I'm going to have to pull the tags off because the majority of people are not going to want a Minnesota themed beanie. Um, right. I wonder though if you could... Um... If there's a possibility that, like, a local shop might take them and sell them. Yeah, that would be cool. And potentially I could find somebody who would. Um, I wouldn't mind doing something like that because I do really like them. I did a lot of mommy and me beanies. I did. I intentionally bought the two knitting machines to be able to um, make different size beanies. So I have newborn baby slash infant, whatever you want to refer to it as, toddler, youth, and adult. And I'm, like, super stoked about them. The fact that they all, and I made them all, like, I did five different colors, and then they all have, like, matching pom-pom. They're cute. I really like them. They're yeah. a whole vibe. They're a whole aesthetic. They're, I mean, there's something you would see in in um, Jessica's display. They are absolutely <laughs> something you would see they're a Jess vibe. They are very much so a Jess vibe. I'm really excited about them. I think I made a couple like golden purple themed beanies and headbands. And if you're from Minnesota, you know what I mean by that. So I made some green mini beanies and they're really cute. And they have a little white pom-pom and the red and white stripes. And then the bottom like brim is like the green. And then I have a little red heart on them. And all I can picture so cute. is those chilling in a display with your little Grinch bombs. And how no. cute would that be? And the thing is, like, I could make them too. And you I could. probably should. I'll give you my numbers. <sighs> because they are really cute. They're and so Holy smokes, cute. people love the Grinch. Yeah. Think about, like... And, of course, it's not the Grinch. It's just Grinch adjacent for legal reasons. Green green mini beanies and green yeah, mini exactly. bombs. My bombs are called grumpy green guy bombs. Grumpy green guy <laughs> bombs. Exactly. So. So, I'm really excited. Those will, it'll be good. It'll be good. Are you ready for the great Granathon? The Crochet Bays want to do a community project with all of you. Here's what we need from you. Make a granny square, or two, or five, but probably not like 30. The granny square should be six square inches, acrylic worsted weight, in any shade of pink or cream. Choose whatever granny square pattern you'd like as long as it ends up being six inches in size. When you're ready, send them to Meg's P.O. Box, linked in the show notes. We will assemble all the squares into a community blanket, which we will auction off when it's finished. The proceeds from the blanket will be donated to a charity, exact charity to be determined. So don't miss out on this fun opportunity to be a part of a Crochet Bay's community project and participate in the Great Granathon today. All right, everybody, before we go, we, of course can't end an episode without shutting up and taking your money 
So today's <laughs> shut up and take my we money. We are not taking your money, but somebody is. I just like to phrase it that way. I know I love it. Because it makes zero sense. <laughs> um, so today's shut up and take my money is kind of, sometimes it's like a very specific niche product. Sometimes it's it's something that's like, oh, look at this thing you can go and buy on Amazon. And sometimes it's a random item that is just a generic thing. And that is what it is today. So, Megs, why don't you share with the people? Take it away. No. Okay. So we mentioned zip ties, right, in this episode. And I know that sounds kind of absurd. But they really are so hand like like you said they're like the duct tape of craft the craft show world like truly they have so many uses and so many you can use them for so many things just highly recommend getting a pack they're very inexpensive you can get a lot of them we'll um obviously put some in the storefront for you if you don't feel like digging to find your own but having Mm -hmm. different lengths different sizes of them it just they really truly do come in handy um especially i know like mom stitchetti has a tutorial on her tiktok on how to make a foldable like display where it's all still put together but you like flatten it out and then you just have to add zip ties to it to like hold it like put it out in place with the wire cube organizers i know that whole sentence sounded really confusing but if you go on mom stitchetti's tiktok and you look for her wire display hack, like you'll know exactly what I mean and it it will be a game changer for you. Zip ties, I promise you, you want them. Literally, I have three different sizes in my display bin right now. I have like a 5.8, an eight inch, and a 10 inch of the zip ties or cable ties if you're searching for them in a store. Mm -hmm. That's like the technical thing that they're probably labeled as. Um, But yeah, you just like, I use them as a regular part of my display. Like they are a regular thing to set up different parts of my display, but also they are so good to have in a pinch because they're just great at fixing things too. They are if so some great issue at pops things. up. Yeah. Some issue pops up that you weren't expecting. Like one of your display pieces snaps or, you know, something with your tent is messed up or one of your tables. Like there's just so many ways in which a zip tie can creatively at least be the band-aid to get you through mm-hmm. your market. <laughs> I use them to hold down signs. Like, like I have mm-hmm. the, so I have like acrylic signs that have like wooden dowels as like the stand part of it. And I will zip tie it to my wire racks when it's windy and stuff to prevent yeah. them from tipping. There's just, there's yep. so many uses for them. They're they're worth it. Not the most exciting shut up and take my money, but, but you know, especially for like the newer market people or maybe you did a year and you're just still kind of learning or never even thought about it. Like, there you go. Zip ties, man. Yeah. Another little bonus, uh, random thing that I've learned it comes in handy to have in my display bin is um, I picked up a bunch of these from the Dollar Tree before one of my last events and they ended up really coming in handy. Um those little weights that they have at the Dollar Tree for like tables for parties, like little weights that are, you know what I'm talking about? Where they're oh yeah, like the balloon and weights. paper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, I picked up a handful of those and just, I just cut the excess part off of like the confetti yeah. and whatever off the top. And they are really nice to have for like, I have the acrylic signs that just, you know, lean on 
on itself like it they mm-hmm. lean back on the acrylic part and I'll just like tuck those weights onto the back of it to keep the sign from getting knocked over in the wind because they're so lightweight it's really right. easy for them that's to get knocked smart. over. Yeah. So like if you have, you know, crazy big gusts of wind, it's not going to keep them upright, but just those like breezes that tend to knock things over, um those little weights are nice to have just for for random little things that need just a little extra weight yes. to keep them in place. That's cool. That's a so, good idea. There yeah, you go. A couple little a little bonus for a you t- there. A two for <laughs> one. A twofer. A bogo, yeah. if you will. <laughs> yeah. Shut up and take two monies. <laughs> two monies. One. Shut up twice. Two. <laughs> Do I hear two shut ups? Can I get two? Okay. <laughs> this is going off the rails. Um, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. We hope that this was a helpful market recap for you. Hopefully you got some ideas. Um, some little insider tips and tricks, if you will. Um, let us know if you guys have specific questions about markets, mm-hmm. whether it's displays or pricing or what to bring or, you know, what to pack. Like there, I mean, there's so many aspects of markets. Yes. We literally could talk about it for days and we have talked about it for days. And we are going to talk about it for days. So. We will continue to talk about markets because it's really fun for us to talk about but if you have specific questions about markets we would love to try our best to answer them Mm -hmm. um, or at least give you our experience and um, make sure to share this episode with a friend if you've got a a fiber artist friend or even just a small business friend who does markets I think that a lot of the stuff we've talked about has has value for anyone who's setting up at a market absolutely Um, and rate review do all of the things on whatever platform you're listening to that really helps us to um, get discovered by more fiber artist friends and we hope that you guys are having a great day hope that you enjoyed listening to this episode we will see you in the next one and until then don't forget to crochet drink coffee and be kind okay bye crochet babes We're gonna crochet while we talk about crochet, while we talk about crochet, you can crochet too. Yeah.